When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 355 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Saturday, Saturday night here, folks. As we're recording this in the basement here in Martinsville, Saskatchewan. And uh, yeah, just kind of looking out the basement window here. Uh, got some beers. And uh, yeah, wife's out at the farm. So I'm going to fucking yell and scream down here for a while. And uh, yeah, talk to you cats. So what's going on? How you guys doing? Um, well, for tonight's show... You guys know what that sound is. That's right. It is a pack of 90-91 Upper Deck Hockey cards. We'll open those at the top of the hour here. And um, other than that, um, every once in a while, I will do... Is it narcissism? Well, I guess it wouldn't be narcissism because people have asked me. So it's they're, I'm just answering the question. Um, kind, of, kind of... Well, not kind of. I'm going to do a Q&A episode tonight. Um, what I've done... I think I've done two or three... Like, in 355 episodes, I know I've done a couple. Not many, but a couple. Um, but what I like to do, along with my lists and everything, um, I didn't way back when, I kind of learned my lesson. So, in the last kind of year or two, year and a half, I've started to, uh, you know, make Word documents and stuff, and save them on my computer. Uh, first, it was the list. I had a couple cats that listened to the show send me lists out of the blue here and there. Um, slowed down recently because, I mean, you know, how many lists can you really do? Um, but they find them on the internet or on websites or wherever they find them and they'll send them to me. And obviously, you know, listeners of the show know we do, I've done plenty of lists, uh, over the last, uh, well, 355 episodes. Um, and, uh, and also, um, if people ask me questions sometimes on social media, uh, and they were, and they, you know, uh, result in the, you know, a, a good answer, whatever. It's like, I wrote the question down. Um, and on, and also I have done a few topics where it's like, Hey, you know, question and answer, blah, 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 on social media. Do you guys have any questions? And, um, I, I basically just copy and pasted the, the questions that were given to me and then put them in this file. And then if, you know, the episode came around where it's like, oh, I needed something to talk about. Well, here, I'll open up this file and we'll answer some of these questions. And tonight's the night I'm going to answer some questions. And, uh, 
yeah, so I'll do that. And, um, yeah, I'll talk about a surprise uh, signing and appearance played last night. And also another East Coast League tough guy has returned. Uh, so that, I'm excited about this. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, we'll see what else happens here as the, as the, here as the, uh, as the night goes on here. There you go. Cheers. I'd like to say it was the first, it was about the third for tonight, but here's, uh, here's the Saturday night, folks. All right. Let's get into it. First, as I always have to, right? Gotta tell you, member of the Hawks Podcast Network, over 100 shows in the network. I'm on the original content creator side with myself, Terry Ryan, Jolt and Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. Alec at the Five for Fighting Podcast. Jordan at Five in a Game. Uh, he is back in the fold. He uh, sent me a text the other day. We went back and forth. Good to hear from him again. Uh, he's back from the patch, and uh, hopefully he can uh, uh, re- resurrect the uh, the podcast and get it going again. And uh, look forward to that. Um, yes, if you happen to be on the YouTubes, um, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over 2,000 videos on my channel. Uh, check it out, all the leagues, uh, whatever league you're looking for, just type in a little search engine, boom, up it'll come. So yes, please subscribe to the channel. If you watch a video of mine, or Alec, or my boy from last episode, old Jay, D Skunk is his YouTube channel, and he puts up Southern Pro League fights, but if you, you're like, oh, I'm not really a Southern Pro League guy, that's cool. Go way back in his archive. Because he's been doing this shit for a decade. You'll find like old UHL shit and stuff. Oh, he's got some good shit back there. You know, McIntyre back in the old, you know, in the Quad City and shit. And Jonathan the Hammer Tremblay. And, uh, you know, the little the Wrecker, Little John. Oh, yeah. Check out his stuff. Subscribe to his channel as well. Um, you know, that always, uh, and like I said, if you happen to watch a video on YouTube, hit the like button because it helps us on the algorithms. And, uh, there you go. And, and at whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, myself or Joe's or Alex or whoever podcast you're listening to, um, could you, uh, rate the show? Again, the little star rating, uh, that helps us out as well. Download, don't stream. That's how we get paid. And uh, I know I always say this, but uh, you know, in case we have new listeners, folks, bear with. I gotta, I gotta throw it out there. It's like the PSA. Um, yeah, just uh, like the episode, download it, um, subscribe to the subscribe to the podcast, and uh, yeah, that's how you can help out. And I'm not just for my show. I'm saying for everybody's show because that's how that's how you can help the content creator because um, the YouTube and. And Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff, they love that shit. And like I said, it helps in the algorithms and, uh, yeah, it helps us gain followers and, uh, and we can continue to do this nonsense. How's that sound? Hey, and, you know, I, you know, I know it's gambling and stuff and I hate to push it on you, but we got ads and stuff. But yes, the DraftKings, the promo code THPN. Yeah, if you're going to bet on the Super Bowl, hey, why not? Sign up for DraftKings, use the promo code. It's like five bucks, it's like $200. Free bets. Yeah, drop it. Go for it. Um, yeah, there you go. I'm getting all the vices out here. Um, let's open some hockey cards, or should I? Yeah, we'll do this, and then I'll talk about uh, talk about the player the player signings and stuff. So, of course, I got this pack. Everybody knows my uh, love for Dollarama here in in Canada, and I have Dollarama down the street here. And uh, yes, and they sell like surprise bags. So very, I've had people ask me, okay, where do I get these packs from? And like I said, it's it's they're they're called surprise bags. They're blue and they they're like two dollars. 
And um, you'll see them on the pegs over by the toy section in the Dollarama. The thing is, here's the tip. Because when you open them up, you get like little three packs of cards, like common cards or whatever. But you also either get like plastic sleeves or, you know, the, the, the box, the plastic little card box that can hold like 20 cards. You get that. But if you want to get the pack of cards... This, I, I know this sounds creepy, but this is what it works. You'll, you'll understand if you go and grab the packages, feel the ones that are the thinnest ones. You'll understand what I'm talking about when you grab them. The thinnest ones are the ones that have the hockey packs in them. Packages. Problem is, is a lot of the packages have been these bloody, like 19, what is it, 1998 Swedish Elite League cards. Yeah, that's, I got about 70 friggin' packs of those Swedish cards here. But you also get, some old pro set stuff, some score, hence the upper deck cards. So every once in a while you get these. So, you know, that's yeah, something to do, whatever. But I, it's like two bucks a pack. But it, so it's, I mean, yeah, I know it's a ripoff, but it's two bucks. And it uh, it, it gives me a, a two-minute bit for my podcast. So, but here we go. Let's open it. You got Steve Duchesne, Brian Leach all-star card, man. You go back and you look up his stats. Brian Leach was something, man. Wow. Hey, Cam Neely, there we go. We're off to a hot start. Randy Latasseur. Keith Acton. Vacheslav Fatisov. Rob Stauber, star rookie. Rob Ray, there we go. Randy Burridge. Jeff Brown. Tony Semenov. Owen, oh, the draft pick cards. Yeah, there you go. For the first four picks of the draft. Owen Nolan, Nedved, Keith Primo, Mike Ricci. Yeah, not a bad... Uh, Yager, Sisson, Sador, Hatcher, Slaney, Berhowski. First rounders. Yeah, that was a hell of a draft class, man. Brad May, Brodeur, Stevenson, Antosky. Uh, yeah. What a draft. What a draft. So those will go over there. Sorry, Seminoff. Into the garbage can with you. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, well, of course, the, uh, surprise showing from last night, Brett Gallant out of retirement as he was hanging out in Summerside PEI and, uh, he figured, uh, let, let's go. And he went and played for the Laval in the LNAH last night, number 44, suiting it up and, uh, you know, didn't scrap. Um, he, we did talk, uh, privately in DM after the game. He said he really enjoyed it. Everybody was really good. Um, he was, he was struggling to find his legs. Uh, it was basically, I know, cause in the summer, the LNH has like an expand or has like a, a, a draft and basically it's like a free agent draft. And, and a lot of these teams, um, they're throwing darts, right? They're just like, oh, yeah, because back in the day, they'd be like, oh, I'm taking Mel Engelstad, Dennis Bonvi, you know, like, they would just, in case they ever decided to come, they'd own their rights. It's like, okay. Well, this year, this summer, Laval actually took Brett and Alex Gallant, which got the internet just going. Of course, Alex Gallant signed, and he's back in the American Hockey League. But Brett decided, um, as American League run was over, and retired and wanted to stay home with the family, back in the Maritimes, and uh, he and I would talk back and forth, I'd text him, and, and and he said Laval was really throwing, uh, you know, really throwing the money and offering them, and they were really serious, they wanted him to come, and he hummed and hawed, and eh, you know, I don't know, whatever, maybe, and, uh, but he never outright said no, um, 
but I know there is a certain cutoff. Um, you got to play before if you're going to get into any playoff games, you have to play by a certain cutoff, and uh, and it was coming up. So I think they kind of made the last ditch effort to him, like. Listen, if you want to come, this is kind of the last chance we can get for you for this year. And, uh, and so he decided to do it. And like I said, he dressed last night. Um, um, the team he, who'd he play? Um, well, he played, well, Ice Wars competitor Andre Theobald was on the other team. Um, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but he actually fought Derek, because Derek Parker also plays for Laval and him and Theobald fought twice last night. So, uh, Gallant didn't get into anything, but, uh, cause I'm sure he's, you know, Guy's been retired for a year, you know, for this season. So how much training he actually, like, I don't know if he's been skating or I don't think so, or not much anyway. Um, so I don't think he was, you know, just, just, oh, prime hockey ready to go. Cause I don't think he's like, I don't even think he's playing like senior out there or anything. So, um, you know, this was really his first time this year. So, uh, no scraps, but I'm sure, um, you know, if he goes back and plays a couple more games, uh, I'm sure he'll eventually find one. You know, old habits die hard. But uh, Brett Gallant in the LNAH, love to see it, love it. And, uh, yeah, man, him and Derek Parker, uh, they got that's a hell of a tag team they got going in Laval. And Parker, man, I'm telling you, continues to impress me. Uh, you know, the, guys, the guy works for CN Rail, comes right off the train. Ah, you know, we can say what you want. You know, he's out of shape, whatever. You know, you know, he's pretty heavy, but, uh, he doesn't give a shit. He drops the gloves and goes wide open and swings. And, uh, him and Tebow put on a, I love, and I love me some Tebow too. He put on a great show. And, and, uh, unfortunately, Dave Hamill, um, who's probably arguably, you know, as many fans will tell you, the toughest guy in the league, unfortunately, got injured. And, uh, and I believe it's, it's hard to tell because lots of stuff, it's obviously in French, right? So you read the translation and stuff, but I believe Hamill's out for the season, unfortunately. So, um, but he would have been playing last night. That would have been interesting to see a Gallant Hamill friggin' matchup, boy. Oh, that's hilarious. I was sitting here and I got, uh, got a notification. Oh, was it about three months ago? I made that comment about the Ovechkin speared Frederick for the Bruins there, the nuts, that morning skate thing. And all the OV fanboys are, are crying to me. Oh, I just got another one. I'm like, dude, this is like three months ago. Get a life, man. But he's like, oh yeah, he cross-checked the three. He got what he deserved. If you think anything otherwise, you're soft, bud. It's like, bud, yeah, fuck. It's like, is there anything softer than spearing a guy in the balls? I'm just, seriously, like you fucking OV fanboys are hilarious. Oh, just anything to stick up for OV. Yeah, uh, guy's softer than fucking a Disney matinee. Hall of Fame player, physical guy, whatever. But anybody, try to tell me. Oh, oh, he's a power forward. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Fuck, gutless. What does he got? Two career fights. All the bullshit, greasy hits he's throwing. He's got two fights. But, oh, yeah, tell me how bad. Oh, he knocked the one kid out. Oh, yeah, the 18-year-old Russian kid that never been in a fight before. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a real killer. Yeah, I notice when it's anybody that can actually fight back. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's quickly heading for the hills. Well, he shouldn't have to fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying. Okay. Oh, he's the star player. Well, what star player runs around and does the greasy shit that Ovechkin does? Really? I mean, oh, Marchant and them. Well, Marchant fights. He's fought before. Oh, well, Crosby can get there. Well, Crosby's fought before. Never seen Ovechkin do it. He's got two. The same amount of career fights as Gretzky. 
Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was funny. <laughs> no, and they, oh, you're saying he's no good. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Ovechkin's no good. Shut up. No, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm just calling him a greasy bastard. That's all. But yeah, physical guy for sure. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm not saying he isn't, but I'm just saying he's done a lot of cheap shit over his career, and he never fights. Um. Now I'll get back on track. Well, yeah, so I was pumped to see Brett Gallant back. Another cat that just signed back. Former Saskatoon Blade, Garrett Klotz. Back in action. Signs with Kansas City. Um, yeah, big dude, man. Glotz is a badass. Um, that's cool. I like Glotz. Um, well, what a tag team. Now, Glotz and Ryan Devine. How's that one? It'll be interesting. Um... Yeah, I, I, it'll, I'll be interested to, to know how that affects Divine. Um, I hope it doesn't. Um, you know, hopefully they keep them both. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if Divine's been playing D or not with Kansas City. Um, but, you know, if that's the case, obviously one's a forward, one's D. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Because what I really want to see, to be completely honest, and I will say, Ryan Divine was on a podcast here, uh, this week, or was it last week, but, no, it had to be this week because they were talking about Amesbury signing with um, Fort Wayne. And uh, Divine all but said, like, yeah, February 7th when they play uh, Fort Wayne, it's going to be interesting with him and Amesbury. And uh, he's looking forward to it. So, And, uh, yeah, and you know, Amesbury's been itching for it, right? Um, you know, because he's sat out this whole time with that 18-game suspension. So he's primed up and ready to go. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see the Battle of the Ice Wars champs here. So February seventh, uh, Daniel Lainsbury versus Ryan Devine. It'll be uh, that'll be fun. So um, hopefully the signing of Glotz doesn't get in the way of this. So we'll we'll see. I mean, it'd be cool to see Lainsbury fight Glotz too, without a doubt. But I kind of want to see the Devine Lainsbury fight because that's kind of like the Ice Wars stuff and everything else. So um, and uh, oh well. And speaking of Ice Wars, uh, I actually sent uh, a text message to Charlie Nama, the uh, promoter of Ice Wars, and. Uh, he said there is uh, next week there will be an announcement, so I'm looking forward to that. And he said he's going to give me a call on Monday, so um, looking forward to talking to Charlie. And uh, you know, I'm going to try to get some information out of him, and I'll bring it to you guys in the next episode. I know I got a bunch of Ice Wars fan, myself included, obviously big Ice Wars fans. So uh, patiently been waiting. So um, you know, hopefully you have some good news. Um, yeah. So there we go. Um, wow. Let's get to this, I guess, why not? Uh, you know, we're, we're 17 minutes in. We may as well get to this, this Q&A business. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, it's a, a fun little Sunday episode here. Nothing too serious, you know. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. First, we've got to do some little, got to do some sponsorship, folks. You know, we've got to keep the lights on here. And I hope you guys actually, like I said, if you're into the gambling and stuff, I know some people aren't, and that's cool. Uh, but if you are and you want to sign up for DraftKings, it would be great if you use the promo code uh, for the network, THPN. That's what gets us paid, and they're a big major sponsor of the network, and uh, that would be cool. It'd be, uh, you'd, be, you'd be doing us a solid, and you get a hell of a deal. So uh, check it out in this ad read, and uh, I'll be back on the other side here. We'll get, some, get to the Q&A. And now here's a word from our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. 
Seattle and Pittsburgh, big matchup. Seattle's been hot, five-game winning streak. Uh, you can get them at plus 120. Uh, another one, if you're into player props or game team props, uh, the Canucks, first goal, minus 150. Something to look at as they play Columbus Blue Jackets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that's code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-6369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Okay, okay, here we go. Yeah, like everyone's just dying to hear my answers to all this stuff. Um, okay, well, click, click, click. all right. Well, let's see what we got here. Oh, we'll start. Who do I think the top five all-time fighters in the LNAH are? Oh, well, hey, that that here that that'll be a softball question right out of the gate. Um. A bit, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just going down the line here, folks, with the Q&A, like I said, with the, I mean, obviously I wrote these Q&A questions, or obviously the questions down weeks and months ago, I just add to the, like I said, I just add to the file, um, and I've had the file sitting here, I didn't open it and like, oh, I'll do this question, this question, this question, I'm just like, whatever, I'll just open it and start at the top and go work my way down here, so, yeah, uh, huh, top five LNH. um, Number five, Louis Bedard. Um, no, no. I think Bedard's going to be higher than that. Man, there's so many tough guys in the LNA. It, well, see, and that's the thing. I mean, it's like, uh, like how do you, how do you rate it? Like, who had the best? Uh, who do I think is like pound for pound? If you fought this, these are the five toughest guys ever. Or do you do some, see, I kind of look at it like there's got to be some longevity involved. Like here's an example, like I wouldn't put Bossy in the top five. Now in his Chiefs run there, the Morasti years and everything that year there where they had the eight fights or whatever. Yeah, Bossy is probably the top guy. Um, but that was for one year. And, but he wasn't the top guy. Like he, st- when he started in Verdun, I don't want to say he wasn't any good, but he was just young, right? And learning and he took some lumps and he wasn't the boss, say four years later. And then the boss, say obviously it was in the UFC and stuff. So, um, yeah, like that's kind of where I'm, but if you wanted to do the single, like, you know, toughest guy, well, okay, then you could do it that way, but I'm not going to do it that way. I'll do it. I'll kind of like, you got to have some longevity. You got to have a fight card. You know, proven track record uh, over time. I'm going to kind of look at it that way. Um, 
Number five, I gotta get Parker, man. I gotta say, cause I mean, I know when he first came in with St. Hyacin there, I mean, 500 minutes that first year and he was a scourge of the league, man. Guys wanted to kill him. Uh, and he had that style, he'd get the spin going, but he beat some top guys. Like it wasn't like he was knocking guys out, but I mean, just kind of overwhelm them and just, you know, it was just slippery, man. And it was, uh, I, I remember Dean Mayrad saying it, he was just really frustrating to fight. Um, but yeah, but like I said, the longevity is there. And even now, like I said, at 40 some years old, you know, he's not in shape or whatever, but I mean, just comes right off the train and basically drives from Saskatoon to figure, you know, to melt from Saskatoon to Quebec and gets into it in Laval. And, uh, and he's a showman, man. I will say he, he gets on social media and pumps it up and talks shit. And, um, he's, yeah, he's a showman. He's always been a showman. And, um, yeah, I'm Derek Parker. I gotta say, yeah, number five, um, four, um, Dubé, Jock Dubé. Um, I've heard some people call it Dub, Dub, but I always call it Dubé because D U B E. There's like we have the Dubé Center in Saskatoon, so that's how I've always just said it. I don't know, maybe that's the English in me saying it the improper way, but um, and, anyway, regardless, you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, dude did it forever, had a million fights in that league, um, you know, took on everybody, his fight card's ridiculous, like, I can't remember how many, 500 plus fights, and, um, you know, started off, I believe he was like a, a local, like, like, he never played junior, I believe he was just like a local bouncer, that was like just a tough guy, and they're like, yeah, well, it's like the whole, it was, it's really like the Doug Smith thing. Yeah, we'll just teach you to skate, and then you can start fighting. And he started in the old Quebec Senior League with the Aces, and, you know, and then went, went through a Quebec Radio X and all that. He's a huge fan favorite. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm down with Dubé. Um, you know, big Jacques there, big guy. And, and later on, like, when he got it, learned the balance and learned the, you know, you know, he was a force, man. And, uh, tough to put away like guys were you know he'd take a shot and he'd stand in there and um yeah i yeah do man yeah i gotta yeah i gotta put Jacques in there um three yeah i mean morasti i guess like i gotta like um just for the amount of fights that he had the way he'd fight wide open toe to toe never picked his spots yeah, Bossy got the better of them in their series, but I mean, overall, it's like, those were just outright wars, and he did it for, uh, how many years has he in the league? Five or six? And, you know, the, the run there in Sorrell for a couple years, then he went off to the American League, and then he came back, and back to Sorrell, and bounced around a couple teams there at the end, would fly in here and there, but, and then he'd come in and fight Terrio, or uh, like Alex Penner, or like, you know, Lacroix, or uh, Lacroix, and guys like that, it's just, yeah, a constant showman, always with the arms up in the air, trying to get the crowd into it. Um, yeah, I got to go with Jim from Shorzy, man, at number three. Uh, two. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, I said Bedard earlier. Yeah, Louis, because he played in that league forever. And again, much like Morasti, wide open, toe-to-toe guy. Um, I, I, I love me some Louis Bedard. Um yeah, he's great. Yeah, I gotta go with Bedard. Yeah, and then number one, I Terio. Um, yeah, the guy who's just did it for a long time, the animal, right? And fight card second to none, wide open fights, and like was he me motherfucker, man? They, you know, and did it for a long time. And uh I think he's sort of the the gold standard in the league, man. And uh again. 
And I mean, like I said, you could have bought Bar Hogs, another guy, Pat Cote, Sugden. You know, there are so many killers in that league. It's like, you know, but just sitting here right now, I think, yeah, that, that would be my, again, if you, ah, shit, you ask me this question next week, it might be, it'll be different. Terrio, I would always have it one, but I mean, you could put Cote in there, but Cote really didn't play a lot of games. Like he was hurt a lot, suspended a lot. Um, he didn't actually play a ton of games in the, in the Quebec league. Um, while Link Gates, oh shit, how do I forget Link Gates? Cause I mean, he did play bunch of seasons in the Quebec League, kind of what was the Quebec Senior League too, like that early 2000s Link, uh, yeah shit, maybe Link should have been in there instead of like Parker or something, uh, well we'll give Link the honorable mention, but yeah, but yeah, like I said, there's so many guys, um, yeah, there you go, um, uh, well this is fitting, yeah, well with baseball season in the Hall of Fame, should Barry Bonds, A-Rod, etc. be in the Hall of Fame, um, yeah, that's tough. You know, like I get for moral reasons why they're not. Um, it's so hard because, I mean, there was drug users and stuff in the 70s. Like, there was, like, they took drugs and shit in the 70s and the 80s and stuff, too. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, um, from a talent, like from his talent standpoint, I've always, and I don't like the guy, but I'll be, but Barry Bond's the best hitter I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you can say, I mean, I, I can't stand the guy, he's an asshole, but yeah, guy was awesome. Saw like one good pitch a game, hit it out and, you know, and that, and Royds don't do that. Roy, he was good before Royds. Um, Royds just make you, like, that's the thing with steroids. It's like, well, he's good because of steroids. No, he's good because he put the work in. Steroids just allowed him to work longer and harder. So, uh, you know, it wasn't just, oh, you took steroids and you magically became good. Because there's a lot of guys on steroids that didn't do what Barry Bonds did and McGuire. So those guys were great without it. It just, they put in the work, though. They put in Hall of Fame level work. And the steroids, okay, you could say, well, the steroids allowed them to. Yeah, but they still had to go to the gym. They still had to put in the work. They still had to do the reps. And, you know, so, you know, and there's so many guys, right? And that's and that's the argument. Like, I always see this online. It's like, oh, well, that's why I love Griffey. He never took roids. Yeah, how do you know? Seriously. Now, I'm not sitting here accusing him of anything, but it's just like, we don't know. How do you know? Well, there you go. You never tested positive. Well, Bonds didn't either. You know, really. McGuire didn't either, you know, they just admitted it, you know, so it's like, you know, um, you know, so who knows, so I I never liked that whole, oh, Griffey was, he was clean, um, yeah, well, no one really knows, so, you know, and that's the thing, and there's so much, you know, in like Jim Tomey and guys like that, I mean, you know, were they on him? Yeah, probably not, but who knows, right, so that's the thing, there's gonna always be that shadow of doubt, right, so, um, now obviously some guys either got popped or came out and said they did it. So, um, you know, I, I would still do it. I would still put them in like McGuire, Sosa, A-Rod, Bonds, Clemens. Yeah, I would. I mean, it's, um, that's just me. But, uh, like to me, McGuire and Sosa in that home run race brought baseball back to the, to everyone's, uh, to, uh, national forefront right and with that race it was awesome and they i don't want to say they saved baseball because baseball will always be here but you know what i mean though it uh it brought it back after the strikes and all that bullshit that they had 
Yeah, so, and it was just captivating, right? I mean, I, I can remember, like, people, because uh, I was at the, working at the casino at the time, like, people that weren't even, like, big, huge baseball fans or anything, just casual fans or whatever. But, oh, did they hit one tonight? You know, it was always, you know, so and it was just awesome. And the, the show that those two put on for the year was unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, I had a vote, I'd vote them in. But, you know. Um, favorite, I know you're a gambler, favorite sport to bet on, um, college basketball, uh, what is my go-to game in Vegas? Um, when I'm in Las Vegas, which I'll be in February, looking forward to it, the 19th, heading out of here again, um, yeah, oh, I love me Las Vegas, uh, video poker, uh, I like to sit at, uh, Although the pay tables aren't the best at the bars. Um, I do enjoy just sitting at the bar, playing video poker. Uh, I want to say drinking for free, but you're not drinking for free. I, I bought many uh, 20 and $40 Miller Lights. Uh, but uh, no, you just sit there and they bring you booze. And uh, yeah, you're, just, you're watching the game on TV that you're betting on and, uh, and people watching. And at that point, when I'm in Vegas in February, I'm just happy to be out of the snow, dude. I'm in my shorts and my flip-flops and uh, just hanging out and having a good time and uh, just not working. So it's all good with me. But yeah, video poker guy. Um, if anybody has, yes, I have hit a Royal Flush. In fact, I hit two on one trip once. Uh, how many Royal Flush did I hit? One, two, six, seven. I've hit seven in my time. Um, those are a thousand. But actually, a couple of them were progressives. Um, biggest one was... 14 something the progressive um which of course i had to pay being if anything over 1200 dollars, you have to pay a 30 percent tax on but being canadian i get that back but i did have to pay them the 30 percent i've told the lady i'm like i don't even live here do i have to yes you have to um but then once you get back yeah you can submit it so i do get it back but uh yeah a little bit of a you gotta do jumps through some hoops and stuff but you can get the money back but um Yes, video poker. Uh, not a big tables guy. Um, I'm terrible at poker. I would never play poker in, in Vegas because I'd just get murdered there. Um, blackjack, I have. Um, but I'm, I find blackjack very tedious. I don't, um, you know, you know, I did work at a casino and stuff. It, I, I, it's funny when somebody finds out I worked at a casino. Can you count cards? It's like, yeah, I mean, you got the high low count. It's like, it's on a number line. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I understand the theory of counting cards. Um, I'm not a huge blackjack player. So I've, I've never, um, put the skill or really practice that skill. I know how to do it in the, in the, you know, but, uh, no, I've never sat at a Las Vegas table and counted cards. Um, but, uh, no, I, I'm not a real big blackjack guy. And, uh, of course, my wife obviously plays slot machines and whatever. Um, you know, I'll sit down and, and, and with her and maybe play a couple slots here and there, you know, you know, hit the buttons, hope for a bonus and whatever. Obviously, there's no skill involved playing slot machines, but, um, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, and I put in my sports bets in the morning and stuff and, um, but I'm, ultimately, I'm, when it comes down to it, I'm really not a huge, huge gambler. I mean, it's not like, 
oh, I'm coming to town. I get a host and I'm the whale and they put me up in the suite. And yeah, like I, I remember a couple times, I think I've commented on this before, but it's like, so they're talking and it's like, uh, oh, you play blackjack, bro. How much? hundred bucks a hand? It's like, what? Like, dude, I'm a freaking public servant. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not betting $100. I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, you and I both work at the same place. Would you bet $100 a hand? He's like, oh, that's too rich for me. I'm like, and what the hell would I play it that much for? I'm like, no. Um, you know, we have our American money that we put aside. We save every, like, what I do is I, I you know, I take money off a check um, every month and, and put it away. And, uh, at, you know, when it's time to go, cause we go every February on school break. Um, yeah, it just turned into a mirror. Well, that's the biggest thing is the exchange rates are Canadian dollars. So shitty. It's like 75 cents. So you're basically losing a quarter for every dollar. Right. So it's like, Jesus. So you get your ass kicked on the exchange. God, I wish our dollar was worth about, I don't even, it doesn't even have to be par. Just even get to about above 90 would be nice. Um, so that hurts. You're already down, uh, you know, 25 cents on every dollar, but, um, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, so we save money and, and it's like, and, and like I said, it's like, this is the money I always say that we, when we take the cash, it's like, this is the money you're willing to lose. I've never used my credit card. Uh, well, I mean, to rent the car or whatever, but I've never gone to an ATM machine in Las Vegas to get cash out because I'm just getting killed. It's like, no, I have smart bankroll management and it's like yeah if, I, if i'm playing some video poker that's why i like video poker too it's slow right like you're not like those some of those slot oh penny slots yeah right penny slots betting a buck you know buck 25 or two bucks or whatever a spin even if it's a buck a spin boom 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 well 20 spins you didn't get nothing oh, there's your 20 it's like, oh, okay well that was three minutes you know so i mean the slots could suck money back real quick video poker you can slow roll it for a while right and i'll sit and like i said you know, people watch and watch the game I'm betting on and just kind of fiddle fuck around and I can make my money last playing video poker. So yeah, I mean, you know, I basically 200 bucks a day, maybe like that's kind of my gambling limit and you know, whatever. Like I said, I'm not some huge gambler guy. It's like, you know, and if I'm, and Hey, and if I'm having a losing session and it's like, and I'm, I've been it, I've done it. Believe me, I've spent, Oh, I've spent tons of money chasing it, it but it's just, yeah, you don't, you know, don't chase the dragon, man. It's like, just call it a night and go walk around and go find something else to do. And, you know, when we go back up to the room, maybe, and like, we always bring the laptop with us, maybe just chill out in the room, drink some room beers, have some, you know, we got the room, you know, got the chips and beef jerky and stuff in the room, just kind of hang out. And I was going to say, watch TV, uh, TV sucks in Vegas, no hotel, but like, you know, wife will get on the computer and go, you know, she's on Facebook and whatever, talk to her friends and stuff. But yeah, just hang out in the room. I'll put my feet up and drink beer. You know, at the end of the day, it's at the, yeah, you're in Vegas, but it's a vacation and I'm not at work and I'm just happy at that. So yeah, so we're not huge gamblers by any means. We'll drop a few bucks, but it's like, know your limits, right? So there, sorry, that's a very long winded answer to what was my favorite casino game, but, um, I've always credited working at, like I worked at the casino for like 10 years here. And I always say I'm very happy that I did because, uh, I saw some real sad shit. I saw people lose everything. And, uh, and I, that really made me think and control, cause when you're younger, you'll go nuts sometimes betting and whatever. And, uh, and there's been some times, yeah, I'll put in some sports bets and you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're chasing, you're chasing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone goes on tilt. Um, but you got to recognize that and just uh, be careful. And like, hey, like I said, even before we got going, oh, DraftKings sponsors, sign us up, THPN. Um, 
yeah. And like it's like anything, and everything's hey, everything in moderation, right? If you're gonna gamble, gamble what you can. I was a gamble what you can afford to lose. And uh, yeah, you're, there's my PSA for the night. Um, let's move on here. Um, favorite TV or movie car? Okay. Uh, well, I guess most people yell Batmobile. Um, I got Smokey and the Bandit, the old Trans Am. That was pretty cool. Knight Rider. Oh, well, yeah. The General Lee. Dukes of Hazard. There you go. I'll say the General Lee. Favorite cartoon, adult, uh, favorite cartoon as a kid and as an adult. Um, as a kid, Flintstones, every lunch hour. Um, as an adult, well, I mean, I guess, uh, King of the Hill. I'm, I'm a huge King of the Hill fan. Um, American Dad, yeah, the early American, early family guy. Sim, uh, I mean, The Simpsons is like the gold standard, right? Um, you know, uh, I, I haven't watched The Simpsons in a long time. Um, but, you know, I, I always say every spring I have to go back and watch the, uh, the, uh, softball episode. Uh, that's my favorite, that's probably my favorite cartoon episode of all time. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Hank Hill on them. The King of the Hill always used to make me laugh. Uh, Archer. I started watching Archer the first couple seasons and I really enjoyed it and then I stopped watching it. I'm really bad at that for anything. I've watched so many TV shows or movies like, and I'm terrible at not finishing them. Seriously. It's like, like I've never finished The Sopranos. Sons of Anarchy. All that stuff. Uh, Breaking Bad. Like I started watching them. I enjoyed them and then I just never go back and watch them. Yeah. Um, that's terrible. But, um, yeah. Where was I saying? King of the Hill. Yeah, okay. Um, what TV show or movies are you watching? What TV shows are you watching currently? Um, uh, currently, uh, Tulsa King with Stallone. Um, that's been really good. I'm uh, almost done the first season. Um, I've always been a huge Sylvester Stallone fan. I've been enjoying it. Um Oh, actually, another one that I binge-watched real quick. I basically watched it in two days. They were like half-an-hour episodes. It's only been out for one season so far. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, not that I'm a degenerate or anything. But Bookie uh, with Sebastian Maniscalco. Um, is that how Maniscalco? You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, that one was good. That's on, like, Max TV. I'm not going to say I got a little pirate deal where I could see everything. So I, I believe it's on Max. Uh, yeah. Tulsa King's on Paramount. Um but yeah, Bookie, I really enjoyed the first season. I hope they do another one. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, actually, what the, the I I just I've watched the two seasons of it. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham, the soccer show documentary. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Ryan McElherney bought the uh, Wrexham soccer team, and um, I really enjoyed it. Not that I'm a huge soccer fan, but um, I, I love the passion of the fans. Uh, some of it kind of was eye rolling to me, but at the same time you could, you could feel what it meant to the community and they did a very good job on the documentary. Um, I'm a, I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. Michael Herney. I didn't know anything about it. I've never watched always funny and sunny in Philadelphia, but, um, I really liked him as a, he, he comes across, I mean, you know, maybe they're douchebags. I don't know, but they come across very well in the documentary. Now, granted they're making the documentary, but I like what they did. And I, and I was saying to my, I was saying to my buddy at work there, I said, Man, to have that much, it would be so cool to buy a team like that. And, uh, 
you know, I'm not saying buy a soccer team, but like how AJ did it in Danbury back in the day. Like that was all of our dreams. I always said if I bought a hockey team in the minors, I would have done exactly what AJ Galante did. I would have totally. I do shit. I'd do that now if I could. Yeah, if I had a ton of cash, I would totally buy like a Southern Pro team or something, or or even the LNAH, and then try to get, make like a, a like an Ontario team. You know, like oh yeah. And, uh, and try to change the rules up and get guy. Oh, I would totally do that if I had the cash. So I can completely understand what Reynolds and those guys were doing. But at the same time, they understood the, cause it's like what the oldest, like the oldest stadium in Europe and all that. Like, um, uh, so, and, and they, yeah, it's just really cool. I'm, I recommend it. Even if you're not a soccer fan, uh, yeah, welcome to Wrexham. It, uh, it was cool, man. And you, and you found yourself like rooting for them to get promoted and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. I really enjoyed it, actually. My uh, my wife and I watched it, and we really enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, neither of us are, like, huge soccer fans or anything. But, um, yeah, it was cool, man. Um, uh, in your t- 10 questions, you always say, what, if you could go back and get a season ticket for any year, what what would your season ticket be? Um, I, I You know what? Um... Man, some of them old Thunder Bay seem the Colonial League when Engelstad and those guys were there. That would been cool. Some of the old United League shit. Um, I'm a minor league guy. I know some guys be all oh, the NHL in 90, you know, in the 90s NHL was really cool, but I'm a minor league guy. So, um, and you know, and I, I just love the circus of the LDH. I would probably say that 040506 kind of right in there. I, 2005 LNAH. That I like Laval summons Chiefs. That I would I would be that would be my season ticket. You know, go see Swanson and the boys. I think that if I could go watch again, that would that would be my pick. Yeah. Um, favorite worst fighter. Um, I get what they're saying. Um, uh, and I like I don't mean this in a disrespectful way or anything. Um, Jim Cummins. Yeah, I mean, he, wide open, fight everybody, uh, win, lose, or draw, man. He was, uh, yeah, big Jim Cummins fan, uh, Odgers. I feel bad saying that about Odgers, like he was some punch, like, I'm not saying they were punching bags and lost all, no, no, but, I mean, they would bleed and they're undersized and whatever, but yeah, just, but wide open, like Vandenbush too, like those guys, but I wouldn't say those guys were, but Jim Cummins. Because if you go back, if you want to win, loss, I mean, you know, I think probably Jim Cummins' win-loss record is probably not that great. But but it's not like a win-loss record in, like, I don't know, like the Neil Sheehy, Tory Robertson, Brian Curran vein. Uh, I mean, he took his losses wide open. So that's, yeah, I'd say Jim Cummins. Uh, what beer do I drink? Uh in, when I'm in Canada, most of the t- I kind of mix it up now and again. I will. I always make fun of Jane. As cra- I do not drink craft beer and IPAs and shit. I do not like that stuff. Um, I am not a beer aficionado or anything. Uh, no, I'm. I'll drink domestic swill. That's good enough for me. Um, no, I always say the local brewery here in Saskatoon, Great Western. Um, back in the days of when I played senior baseball and stuff, they were very good to us. Uh, gave us a lot of money. Great Western does great things in the community. Here in Martinsville, uh, they donated $400,000 for the new rink that's getting built, uh, or the new event center. Um, yeah, man, Great Western. Uh, I enjoy the product. Great West, Great Western Light is, uh, my, 
uh, probably 95% of the time that if, when I go into the liquor store here, that's what I will buy. And, and they, uh, they supported the SJHL, which obviously I'm a big fan of. And with those cool glasses, the pint glasses they did with the logos on them, they did those. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm down with Great Western to the low. And it's cool. Like I said, you're supporting local and, uh, yeah, it's, and it's not like, oh, I gotta choke it down, supporting local. You know, no, it's good shit. In fact, that's, cheers. That's what I got right here. So, and then if I go to the States, I would say, uh, Rolling Rock. Yeah, Rolling Rock. Yeah, Rolling Rock. I'm a fan. Um, uh, well, you said burgers, your favorite, what's your favorite burger place? Uh, locally, Fuddruckers. Fun fact, actually, Saskatoon is the, the only Fuddruckers left in Canada. And, uh, it's funny if you talk to anybody from Saskatoon, and mentioned like Fuddruckers is like, <laughs> like they, they, we, we really protect the Fuddruckers here. Um, yeah, Fuddruckers, uh, it's funny. And when we stay at the Orleans in Las Vegas, that's the hotel we stay at. It's an off strip casino. Uh, we really enjoy it. Uh, it's a locals place. Um, they actually have a Fuddruckers in the food court, which always kind of cracks me up. Um, Fat Burger. Um, I know down in the States, um, we were told a bunch of time in and out burger and, uh, been there a couple of times, enjoyed it. It's good. Um, but yeah, Fuddruckers here. Um, yeah, this is an interesting question. I could actually, I will post to the listeners here. Um, I was talking about this the other, I, I might've mentioned this on another episode. I'm probably sure I probably mentioned a bunch of this stuff on other episodes, but, um, when you go and pick up pizza, was it, did I talk about this already? Do you tip? I was asking people, um, most of the time, cause it's like, I don't want to sit and wait for delivery. So it's just like, yeah. And I mean, where we live, it's so small, right? You can get to the pizza place in two minutes. It's like, I'll just go pick it up. Uh, but I go in and pick it up. It's like, do you tip them? It's like, it's always this quandary, right? It's like, well, I'm doing all the work and stuff, but it's like, at the same time, I always have this thing. It's like, oh, every time I phone them, they're going to have like something on the computer. Oh, this prick doesn't tip and I don't want them to spit my pizza or something. So I, it depends. Um, but yeah, I got to say, I, most of the time I actually tip for some reason. I don't, you know, um, if I would, yeah, that's the thing, right? And everybody I've asked, they're like, no. It's like, I don't know. Like, if the guy delivered it, obviously I'm going to tip for sure. But picking up, I probably shouldn't, but I still do. But it's funny, like, even when you go through Subway, it's like, they got the tip option. It's like, but the thing is, if I'm in Saskatoon, I'm ordering it, so I don't tip. But when I'm in Martinsville in the small town here, and it's like, I'm, you know, I see these subway people all the time. It's like, yeah, I usually tip because I'm getting two subs from my wife and I. I'll tip them two bucks, like a buck a sub. Yeah, what the fuck, right? You know, um, you know, and because hey, they make good. They're good sandwich artists. And uh, actually, the, this latest round of because you know how the revolving door in the in the fast food game. Um, they've had kind of the same employees for a while there now, and I really like them. They're they're nice. They're good. They're respectful. Quick. And they're good. Um, when I first moved out here, they had a couple, most of them were okay, but they had a couple of the younger teenage girls. Oh, they were bitchy. Um, yeah, I wouldn't tip then, but, um, these la- the last round of workers here I do. I said, I'm waiting for the day McDonald's starts adding like tips things to their, to the friggin', yeah. Anyway, 
Do you tip if you're picking up pizza? I don't know. Yeah, I gotta say I do. I'm a, I'm a sucker. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just scared they're gonna mess with my food. Um, uh, well, I will say we'll kind of wrap, what if we're at the 50 minute? Yeah, we'll kind of wrap this up, but what's a pet peeve? Oh, pet peeves. What are my pet peeves? Holy shit. Okay, well, this might have just turned into a two-parter. Um, pet peeves. Oh, well, shit. Um, I will say it, it's been, it's funny, um, cause it's, <laughs> it's been brought up to me before from people that have listened to the show or even when I've had guys on the show, like fellow fight fans and, you know, we'll get talking beforehand and stuff. And, uh, cause obviously most of the time it's the first time I've had like verbal conversations with them, you know, other than text or whatever, but like, oh yeah, you know, I listen to your show and boy, yeah, I love it when you get really mad and stuff. Do you really get that mad? And, you know, and I've had people ask me and it's like, no, I'm not, uh, in my, my daily life, um, no, I'm not a spaz out, um, no, I'm pretty mellow, I'm actually really quiet, uh, to be honest, uh, you know, growing up in, like, school and stuff, I wasn't a class clown, I wasn't loud, no, kind of sat in the back, you know, I had friends and stuff, I wasn't a bully or anything like that, I was just, no, I just, yeah, no, I had my group of friends, but I was never caused, really caused problems. No, was I, I wasn't Johnny, you know, goody goody or anything, but I mean, like, oh, we did stupid shit and whatever. We, we were smart though, flew under the radar. We never really got caught. So, uh, but no, I was never the class clown. I never liked being the center of attention or anything like that. That's never, never my thing. So, um, <clears throat> but, um, um, Maybe that's probably, maybe uh, I'm analyzing myself here. Maybe that's kind of why, like, I always liked radio and, uh, you know, because um, I've, I've talked about that before on here that I wanted to get into radio right out of high school and stuff. But, uh, you know, obviously my path took me a different direction. But I think that's probably why I started the podcast was for my radio fetish. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, probably the, the, what is it, the anonymity of radio? Um, I like that. Um, yeah, cause I, and like I always say with the podcast, it's like, um, now granted, it's a question, and so I, I get the irony of this, but it's like, you know, I never did this show. Like some people do, well, that might be part of my, one of my answers to the pet peeves. Um, like these influencers and stuff like that, they're doing it to create their uh, air quote brand for themselves. And, and it's about, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, okay, but, um, I never did this show for that. Um, it wasn't about getting me famous or, you know, like I've said, I didn't do this to like, oh, someday I'm going to be on Sportsnet. Like, no, uh, I'm, I'm too old, too fat and don't care enough, you know, uh, for anything like that. Maybe if I was young and, and podcasting had been around, maybe I would have viewed it differently and, and used it maybe as I've tried to use it for a vehicle. But um, in this stage of my life, no, I just wanted to talk hockey fights. And at the time when I started this, no one was doing that. And uh, I wanted to do that. I wanted to talk to players and fight fans and, and make it about their stories, not about mine. Um, so I asked it's a roundabout way. But no, yeah, this show's never been about me or uh, or anything. It was, oh, it's always about just presenting the product. And uh, yeah, so on a personal level, no, I was never, uh, I, I was never the class clown or anything like that. But uh 
but I do. Uh, but if you you talk to people that know me, yes, I I could I could talk the ears off a of brass monkey. Clearly, as we're almost an hour in, and I've talked about nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, for any long term listeners of the show, no, I can I can beat a dead horse numerous numerous times. I can kill it, re- bring it back to life, and kill it again. Um, but yeah, pet peeves. Um, yeah, oh, the people that talk. Well, people that talk on speakerphone on their cell phone. There was a clown in Walmart the other night when we were shopping. Yeah, up and down on speaker. Like, everybody wants to listen to your conversation? Like, really? Shut up. Like, ugh, that drives me nuts. Um, um, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, well, I, I guess I probably could have just started and finished with this one. Um, yeah, people that have to inject politics into everything. Drives me nuts. Um. And like I said, and I've all, and I've said on this show before, I've had guests that have wanted to come on and talk politics, and that's like, no, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I, I think people listen to the show because they want to get away from all that shit. Because it seems everywhere you turn, that's all that it is nowadays. Um, you have every every podcast with like four dorks sitting on a couch with the flag behind them, yelling about. Oh, whatever woke or freedoms or uh, free cancel or I don't know. To me, it's a lot of fear mongering and just like, it's like, can you guys not, I, I guess as I'm an old man sitting here now, it's like, I've recognized the con for what it is. And, um, yeah, all it is is they're just say outrageous shit or whatever to get lit people list and whatever. And it's just, you know, like, I mean, you got like, like Rogan or Andrew Tate or Jordan Peterson or people like that. And it's like, you know, I, it's not that I agree or disagree with everything they say. I mean, I'm not, it's, oh, I'm a Rogan disciple or anything like that. No, this show's all right. I mean, do I listen to every episode? No. Um, I find some of his stuff eye rolling and I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't agree with everything he says and, you know, and I, to me, he's, you know, I, I mean, he knows his audience. He knows his audience really well. And it's a certain demographic, and that's who he plays to. And, I mean, he's got to keep his ratings up for his Spotify for his Spotify deal. And you can see how his show has changed over the years after getting the Spotify deal. And he could say otherwise, but it's true. You can see it. And uh, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just, you know, that's the way it is. And, um, you know, whatever. Um, Andrew Tate, uh some again says outrageous shit because he's playing he's a character and you know gets people to listen and i don't know anybody that wears sunglasses inside i kind of find douchey to begin with and but hustler university said it's a fucking con of course you know but again do i disagree with everything he says no i don't um but i find some of his stuff just to be eye-rolling and and Jordan Peterson, very smart man, Dr. Peterson. And again, some of the stuff I agree with, some of it I don't. Um, but I, I think when when you start venturing, though, into conspiracy, I have no time for conspiracy theory shit. That tinfoil hat shit drives me nuts. It's like, yeah, you just don't like the answer you got, so you're going to create bullshit. Well, he's right about some things. Uh, you throw enough shit against the wall, yeah, some of it will stick eventually. But how much damage you do in the meantime, you know? So I don't have any time for that shit. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I have no time for that. Not to say whatever. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. But when it's like you ask the question, you got the answer from an educated source that can give you an answer, but you don't like it. So now you're going to pull shit at like just why. So 
Um, but when it comes to politics, like I've, I've been asked, if, amazingly enough, I've been, a- I've been asked numerous times, countless, you know, left or right, bro, and like, who fucking cares? Um, I always said left wing, right wing, it's the same bird, man. It's all bullshit. Like, um, you know, I, I just, um, it was like, well, who would you vote for? Well, it depends on the candidate. Like, like I wouldn't be married to a party. I, like, it depends who the candidate is, to be completely honest. Um, and it's like, oh, you're left or right. What topic are we talking about? I can lean either way. Um, extremism on either way drives me nuts. That's annoying as shit. Um, to me, politics has just become hate politics. It's like, oh, the other, even if it's a good idea, the other side came up with it, so I can't agree with it. Well, <laughs> what? Um, no, it should be to do the betterment of society to help people. That's, I mean, I guess that's naive on my part, but it's just like, that's always what I thought politics was supposed to. I mean, I understand it's not, but that's, that's what I've understood it to be is to help and like create a society, like a better society, marching forward, advancements, that type of thing. So yelling and screaming about nonsense is pointless and that's what it's become. And they came, they came up with it. So I have to disagree. It's just like, what? Like just, and it's just become, no, well, not that politics, it's become dishonest. Well, not that politics was ever honest, but now it's just out, outright lies to just to, you know, to get your base and fired up and stuff. So no, I find it all, I, I don't like the state of politics right now. Um, on either side and not just down, obviously I'm not an American, so Democrat, I'm not an American, obviously. So, I mean, you know, up here, I mean, there's, you know, there's always, uh, you know, conservative, liberal, NDP, all that stuff. And, um, every, and like I said, I mean, again, I, I'm not trying to like wimp out or, but whatever, as if you take a common sense approach to it, every, both, every side's got good ideas and, and every side sounds ridiculous at the same time. So I don't know really what to tell you. I guess it's like Teflon, right? I'm trying to stay in the middle, but like I've always said, it depends what topic we're talking about. It's crime and punishment or education or social programs. I lean left or right, depending on what we're talking about. Um, at one time back in Canada, we had a three, you know, we have a three party system. Liberal meant middle. Now liberal, some dirty word. Um, I've always said if actually, if you look up the dick, the def, the dictionary definition of liberal, that's probably what I am or closest to what I am or what I believe in. Um, but now it's, oh, it's some, they, they meant to, oh, it's some soft left extreme left wing snowflake guy. It's like, well, I'm not, so that's not me either. So no, I've always taken liberal to mean middle. That's what I've always viewed it as. And maybe that's my, I, that's how I've interpreted it anyway. And that's what my politics are. I've always said common sense middle approach is, 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 uh, is, is, and I liked it better when they ran on platforms instead of just hate speech and, uh, with the other guys not doing, well, what would you do different? Well, not that. Well, that's not an answer. So, um, I, I just don't like the fact that it's a team sport now and hate politics. That's, uh, it's unfortunate and that's where the world is right now. So, um, I guess, um, I'm going around about, I'm going around my elbow to get to my wrist here, but <coughs> no, truly, I mean, what I would say with politics, I mean, in Canada, I know the fashionable thing is to, uh, you know, hate on Trudeau and everything else. And it's like, man, I'm not a big, huge Trudeau guy at all. Um, 
Once he ran three times, I was going to say, um, I've only voted for him once, to be honest. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, oh, I harp for the first time. Yeah. So no, I'm, I, so I get it, but at the same time, um, I'm, I'm not really liking what the, what his opposition is doing right now either. So, you know, but I think this idea that we don't have freedoms and cancellation and everything, oh, come on. You know, um, like I said, I've, I've walked the Saskatchewan road, earth here for 48 years. And, uh, I, last time I looked, I have freedom and I'm, I'm good. I always say with my, with, with, in my personal life, I've, I've always found actually city, city and provincial politics affect me more than federally does. Um, I mean, I guess you could view it as, oh, it's a domino effect, but in reality, I mean, when my property tax goes up, that's what I feel the most is a property tax. And well, that's a city thing. And, you know, provincially right now, you know, teachers are on strike here. And so my wife, so that affects me, what my provincial government's doing. They don't like unions here. So I'm not a big uh, fan of our provincial government at the moment. Um, you know, so they're fighting with teachers and healthcare. And I know our contract's coming up and we're not, it ain't looking good. And they're not big union fans in this province, which, you know, maybe some of my listeners aren't big union, but that's fine. But at the end of the day, I'm in a union. So, oh, believe me, oh, believe me, I'm, uh, I get the union hate. I'm not, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm in one as a government worker. So, um, you know, but, uh, you know, so I've, uh, I see all of that as well. So, um, but I think that affects me a lot more than what Trudeau and what they're doing in Ottawa has done. So, um, so to go on Twitter or on social media and yell and scream about, I don't know. I don't, uh, the, well, for one, no one's listening. It's just an echo chamber. Um, you're not making a difference. You're not going to go, you go on some Facebook group and start fighting with people. It's not like you're going to change anyone's mind. So all you're doing is riling yourself up and, and affecting your own mental health, which that's, that's pretty pointless, I would say. So, um, yeah, I've just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a real unfortunate place. But so I guess I'm going to just put on, uh, my, my blinders and, and live my life. Like I said, I'm going to Las Vegas here in a month and, uh, um, yeah, just continue to work and, and, and make money and, uh, friends and family and, and just do my podcast and enjoy things. I mean, I don't, I know I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the world is not burning all around me despite what everyone wants to, to believe and everything. And I listen to these podcasts and UFC fighters yelling about they're here to, for my freedoms and stuff. I what I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe I'm naive, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm almost 50 years old and, Last time I checked, no one's going to cancel me. I don't know what that means. They, again, who's they? Um, there's, you have freedom of speech. Um, I think sometimes you just don't like the consequences that come with it. And, uh, you know, so, but, uh, but you can say it, you know, so I don't know what, it's all just buzz terms. And like I said, it's just, uh, fear mongering and I I don't know and I think some people it, I I find amusing it's just they want to they they just they just live in this like they're 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 trying so hard to be oppressed <laughs> it's like yeah you're tweeting on your thousand dollar phone sitting in your house in suburbia with your 
you know, your $80,000 jacked up truck in the driveway, but somehow, you know, the world's against you. Okay. You know, all right. (laughs) Come on, man. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's just the old man and me sitting on the porch, but, um, no. So that would be my pet peeve. One of my, that's my biggest pet peeve right now is political horse shit. And like I said, I left, right. I don't give a shit about any of it. And, um, it all, all of them bother me. And, um, but at the same, like I said, whoever's in charge in Canada, at the end of the day, is it going to hugely affect my life? No. That's what I say to anybody down in the States, Biden, Trump, whatever, is any of it really going to affect your life that much? Yeah, probably not. As much as you want to yell and rant and rave about it on, on social media, probably not. So it, you know, I would say you're probably your state government has a lot more effect on you than federally does. But again, maybe that's just me being naive and maybe somebody in the comment section will straighten me out. But, uh, no, so you're just, oh, you're lefty or righty, bro. Um, none. <laughs> no, I'll just kind of hang out here in the common sense middle and let the rest of you fight, I guess. How about that? So. But yes, if I hear one more person yelling about freedom, come on, you're not oppressed. Calm down. Last time I checked. So, and, and like I said, so celebrity, whether it be celebrities or athletic athletes, the, the celebrity worship is embarrassing. And, um, yeah, I find it all, it's, it's, it's fine to be a fan of the athleticism and what they can do and their skills and all that. For sure. I mean, that's what this show is about, right? And the, you know, the athlete and stuff and, and to, you know, for what the guys did and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really not too concerned about their opinion on things other outside of their sport. So yeah, <laughs> whatever. And I, and I wish some of them would get some class, you know, act like a professional. You know, go out and highlight, do your craft and, uh, and, and play the sport. Other than that, stop acting like buffoons and talking like idiots, you know. There, how's that on a Saturday night? How's that rant, pet peeve? I don't know. Did I say anything? Did I offend anybody? I know some people, that's what they, they look for that. Like, oh, I'm going to say something offensive that rile people up. Get them talking. Uh, no, no, I was going to say, I think that was actually a real Teflon like answer. You're still not going to know who I would vote for my lefty or a righty. <laughs> who gives a shit? Um, like I said, I, I think it's, I think we could probably, I, I think even the most hardened political person could, well, maybe not the most hardened because some of them, I don't know, are brainwashed at this point, but I think I would think most people that I interact with and most, uh, air quote, normal people, uh, can see the idiocy on either side. You can see, and I would like to think they could see the con on both sides or with these shows. Can you not? I hope you can. Um, yeah, there, there concludes my broadcast day. Um, so, so I, right now, so yeah, so don't, uh, I always say, like, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, my DMs are open, or at Hotmail at HockeyFights at Hotmail.com. Send me an email. I'd love to hear from you uh, about anything. Um, but, 
yeah, I, if, if you want to talk politics, I mean, I'm not really going to, I probably won't really respond to you. You know, I mean, regardless of who you vote for, I don't care. I really don't. That's the great thing about the democracy, right? You can vote for who you want, you know, and uh, see what happens. But, uh, yeah. I was always, like I said, I, I was always, my parents always said there's two things in life you don't talk about with people. It's politics and religion. I really wish people, I really wish we could go back to that because I don't want to hear about either of them. I don't want to talk to anybody about either of them. Um, and it seemed to be a lot, lot, uh, lot less tension when people didn't. So, um, yeah, wouldn't that be nice to go back to that? Yeah. Have a real Mayberry, you know, small world type look at things, you know. Do, 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 do. Was that was Andy Griffin? Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just babbling at this point, taking up air, valuable airtime and taking up your time, which is valuable. Um, yeah. So again, I if you yeah, say if my I don't I don't think that was a real political rant. I think that was just sort of a common sense answer to it. Um, I I put it this way: I find both sides very annoying. How about that? There's a there's my final thought on it. But like I said, left wing, right wing, it's the same bird, folks. No matter how much you don't want it to be. Um, but again, my show, my opinion, right? You want to have your opinion, start your own show. <laughs> so, but anyway, there's the Q and A for today. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to have. Uh, I'm not going to throw out his name, but hope they having a player guest on Wednesday for you guys. And um, just got to set up a time with them. And I think hopefully we record on Monday, I'm hoping. So should be fun. And, uh, he was a, he was a wild and crazy dude in, uh, so in the, in juniors and in the minors. So it should be fun and, uh, looking for, and I know he's from going back and forth. I know he's pretty pumped up. So, um, should be a fun little talk, but, uh, other than that, guys, how about we wrap it up for tonight? Um, again, I really want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the show. I know there's hundreds of podcasts out there. The fact that you took time to listen to this one, I greatly appreciate it. I really do. And, um, yes, we will keep, I will, I will, after today, yes, I will be keeping politics out of the show. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you guys would be actually surprised the number of guys that want to come on here and talk about it. It's like, why? No. So anyway, enough of that, but, uh, thanks guys. And, uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Talk to you cats on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?